Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Sherry Gideons. She is the High Vibe Nation founder and host of High Vibe Thought Leader Radio and Life Show. Sherry has been in the fitness and wellness industry for more than 30 years and has achieved several top honors as a professional bodybuilder and fitness expert. Her passion for excellence of total mind, body, and spirit integration has led her to acquire unique knowledge and training in metaphysics and thoughts powers. As a life mastery coach, Sherry uses her own life's journey as an example to help people transform their way of thinking about their body image, health, and their pursuit of happiness. Her best-selling book, Mastering Ultimate Thinking, Steps for Transforming to a Powerful Life provides a step-by-step formula to seize our peaceful private moments to enrich and energize ourselves and create the life we are born to live. Sherry and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and insights on bringing out the infinite greatness within you to live an extraordinary life. Good morning, Sherry. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fabulous, Johnny, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It is a pleasure to have you with me. Mastering Ultimate Thinking is extremely insightful, and more importantly, it's an easy read. Thank you for taking the time to compose such a heart-centered and passion-driven book. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. I mean, and that was really my reason for it all is is to develop a easy to read, concise book that gave simple steps to really help people to, you know, master creating a life that they were born to live. And I did it from the metaphor of planting the seed. So how easy Mm -hmm. is that? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Within all of us, we have that seed of greatness. So it's just a matter of identifying it. And, of course, in your book, you talk about nurturing it, fertilizing it, and so forth. So that's just fantastic. Let us get started in getting to know you a little better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Yeah, so I've had quite the extraordinary life. And and it really started out, you know, I came up during the 60s and the 70s. And during that time, my family was very, very into religion. And, you know, we went to Sunday school and my father was a deacon of the church and a Sunday school bus driver and my grandfather was a minister. And so during that period of the world, there were a lot of really strict beliefs that were built around fear that I say today were built around fear and dogma and, um, you know, a very constringent life. And so for me, I was always a grandiose thinker from the time I was a little girl. If you would have asked me what I wanted to do, I would have told you, I want to be a movie star because mm-hmm. I, I just naturally thought in these ways of, you know, what we would call using our imagination. And so I was out there in the stars thinking of all these amazing things. But during the time mm-hmm. I was told 
you know, that I was too big of a thinker. And then I was always a questioner. And I would mm-hmm. ask, well, why, you know, why would this loving God want to inflict pain and suffering upon us? And I was told, don't ask questions, do as you're told. <laughs> so, you know, it was kind of, but long story short, I was the only granddaughter of of my de- my father's mother who had lived and worked in the air hangars during World War II. And she had had my bro- my father, um, and and is weird story. But my mm-hmm. grandmother was left on the doorstep of a woman during the Great Depression, and mm-hmm. so this woman was very stringent in her thinking, you know, very hard work ethic, that sort of thing. So fast forward to where I'm at in my life, um, my grandmother is going through cancer and I'm watching her dwindle down to a lifeless form. And it was very difficult for me to watch and she ends up dying and I end up seeing her spirit on a regular basis. I was very sensitive and I didn't understand why I was experiencing this. And I'm trying to share this with my family and my mm-hmm. family thinks, you know, there's something wrong. And so what ended up happening was, is I had to sleep with my parents for a year because I was afraid. I thought she was haunting me. Which, <laughs> you know, it sounds kind of strange, but the reason right. I'm telling this story, because it sets you up for the type of person I was, I was always, mm-hmm. you know, an out of the box thinker. And so my parents end up getting divorced and that really set the stage for me for a lot of low self-esteem and self-worth issues. And I ended up using food as a tool to feel safe, to, to Mm -hmm. fill up. And so as we all know, what happens when we do that, a lot of times we gain a lot of weight. And so during my high school years, I, felt like I didn't fit in and I ate mm-hmm. a lot of food that made me feel good about myself and I gained weight. But inside I had this amazing desire to be a bodybuilder because that was mm-hmm. the era. The eighties was the era when bodybuilding started to come out into the world and mm-hmm. women were, you know, looking beautiful and chiseled. And so I end up marrying my first husband. We end up in Germany and he's gone all the time. And I end up going to the gym on the base. And mm-hmm. I'm approached one day by the Army powerlifting coach. And he asks me, he said, hey, he said, would you be interested in weightlifting? And I said, absolutely. So I end up joining the Army powerlifting team. But mind you, I was overweight. You didn't, there were no mm-hmm. requirements mm-hmm. to be thin. You know, I was just overweight. So, <laughs> when, you know, and, and I'm thoroughly enjoying this. And I'm competing all over Europe. And then he gets sent to war. My husband gets sent to war. Oh. And so I come back to the United States. And what ended up happening was is I merged very quickly into what we would call the pro bodybuilding world of today. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you have to remember, this is a time where this industry is really getting its start. And so for me, I was visualizing inside about how I wanted to be that version mm-hmm. of a woman who was you know, chiseled and looked beautiful and was seen as this amazing woman and a model. And because you know why? Because I thought that if I could achieve this status in life, 
that I would be loved and accepted mm-hmm. and I would meet the destination of success and mm-hmm. my life would be amazing. And what ended up happening was is I entered into a journey of going through all of the, you know, all of the thoughts of not being good, being told I wasn't good enough, being told Mm -hmm. that I constantly needed to perfect my body, being told that, you know, this piece of my body and that piece of my body needed to be changed. And, and it was a never ending cycle of never feeling like I was good enough. And before I knew it, I'm heavily involved in what we all know about today, which is steroids and other sports enhancement drugs, all Mm -hmm trying to find what what we all want love and acceptance Mm -hmm. and in my case what ended up happening was is is before I knew it I was so obsessed with trying to be perfect that I stopped eating and Mm -hmm. and I ended up down to 78 pounds and people were like my god you know how did you get to 78 pounds and not see it well I'm sure so many of us have heard stories about how when you become this obsessive in your reality, what happens right. is, is is you truly do see a fat, overweight person. When they talk about people who are anorexic mm-hmm. and bulimic, that's right. what happened is I stopped eating and I dropped to 78 pounds. I started losing all my hair and I ended up having a massive heart attack. And it was in this this heart attack that I had the amazing, beautiful trip to the white light that so many of us today are, we read about, mm-hmm. we're interested in. And I had the very deep kind, the kind where you are surrendered and released from this physical form of a body and you are united with pure love. Love mm-hmm. beyond what I could ever describe in human terms. It's literally the feeling of you are one with everything. You know everything through the eyes of what we would call God. You mm-hmm. have experienced every experience that has ever happened on the planet and in the world through you. It happens through you. And and for me, I was met by thousands of spirits and what I call archangels and ascended masters. And they welcomed me and they told me that I was first being shown what I had given while I was in the body. So we, we, so many of us have read the Bible and, you know, we go through these religious periods in our life where we're told that we're judged the day we die And we are not judged. We are absolutely not judged. We, ourselves, as spirits, relook at everything we gave while we were in human form, but we get to relook and feel through that which we have given to. So if it was you or anyone that I hit, hurt, maybe judged, talked behind your back, or the reverse, the contrast, gave you love and kindness and help and and unconditional caring, we get to experience that as if we are within these eyes and these feelings of these people. And yes, mm-hmm. it's very deep. I mean, this is very deep conversation. And and so that's what I experienced. And then I was told that I was being shown that which I had not yet finished. 
and I was shown the many potential purposes that Sherry chose to come to potentially fulfill in this lifetime. And, and it sounds deep. It sounds really deep. But the Sherry that came, I got to feel through her, her unconditional caring, her love for humanity, her willingness to want to help to awaken others into this awareness that you and I are talking about right now, Johnny. Mm-hmm. And, and I was told that this wasn't only me, that every single one of us chooses to come here, that we choose to come and we believe that we can create the potential purposes in this lifetime that we have chosen and that we are all individualized gods and bodies we are creating our own reality and and so i was told that i never had to worry that all the right people would show up at the right moment to help me move forward and i was given time to rest uh, obviously this is a very long story and there's so many components to it i love it <laughs> i you know i just won't be able to share in this whole hour but the point of it is is that I was given time to rest. Mm -hmm. And obviously Mm -hmm. I chose to come back. And when I was coming back into my body, the last thing that was said to me was, and you must help the world to understand that they must give of themselves freely without expecting, and love is all there is. Now, I want you to consider this for a second. Mm Mm-hmm. This is 1997, and the world in 1997 was in the belief that we were approaching, you know, the end of the world, 2000. We were going through Y2K, and, you know, there was a lot of going on in the world around fear. And so here I am, I come back into the body, and I am vibrating from what I call pure love. And it was in this experience that I had all these spiritual gifts that I was suddenly aware of, meaning I had telepathy, I had, you know, um, clairvoyance, uh, I was able to, like, people could come into my presence, and mm-hmm. I could literally read where they were at, what they were thinking. And I would tell people, you know, what they were thinking, and people thought I was nuts. I tried to tell <laughs> the industry that I had been in, the pro bodybuilding mm-hmm. industry, because I was told to tell. And that was the part that right. I didn't realize is you have to be careful with who you tell these things. But I was right, told right. to tell, you know. <laughs> so here I am telling. And one, my father, he basically says, you made your bed, you lie in it, and this is all snake oil. Mm-hmm. And my mother, who was married to a man, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but she was married to a man the same age as me. And he said, well, I'm not responsible for your grown daughter and her choices in life. And so what ended up happening was is I, did, I left out this part right before the near-death experience. Mm-hmm. I had gotten to a point where when – we, we talk about we attract what we are, what we're putting out, we pull back. Right. Well, right before the near-death experience, I was living with the Italian mafia in Las Vegas. And it was a very dark time in my life. And so when I had the experience, I could never go back to that life. 
and pride wouldn't let me go get help from the system because I was led to believe that that was bad, that going and getting Mm -hmm. help from the system was bad. But here's the interesting part. I was much more willing to believe that the right people would show up at the right moment to help me move forward. And, and what I understand today that I did not understand then mm-hmm. was that I, I chose to go through these experiences. I had to go through these experiences in order to be this woman that I am today on this radio platform with you, <laughs> sharing this story, sharing these messages, sharing these solutions, because what I did was I learned what it feels like to walk in those shoes. I learned what it feels like to feel that pain, that uncertainty, and that willingness to finally surrender and let go and to allow what we could call God, our higher power, Mm -hmm. the universe, um, to what? Pour into me what I needed. Pour into me in the moment. And so what ended up happening was... I ended up homeless on the streets with my children. The pro bodybuilding world created a name for me, and that name was Scary Sherry. And mm-hmm. I ended up completely alone in the Sequoia National Forest with my children. My mother took me up to the forest and with a tent and you know, camping supplies and all of that. And um, I had to go way to the outskirts of the forest because I didn't have the money to pay to camp. But just as I was promised, Guess what? The journey of the right people showing up at the right moment began to happen. I'm in a campsite, and right next to me, coincidentally, uh, a person happens to be in the campsite next to me, and I overhear one of the men telling a story to a group of men about his own near-death experience. Go figure. And I, 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 I go over there, and I said to the guy, I said, listen, did I overhear you say that you had a near-death experience? And he says, yes, I did. I had been messed up on drugs. I had a near-death experience. I was given a second chance. And I said, me too. I said, I, I had an experience like that as well. Well, what ended up happening was is they were on a camping trip for a men's group. And a Christian men's group, and they they shared all their food with me and my children that weekend. They paid for us to fish with them out on the water, stories all weekend around the mm-hmm. campfire about God, about surrender, about you know these what what we called mystical experiences right. that every single one of us has available to us. We're just so caught up in the world of what we call without, what we can see with our eyes versus what we can feel inwardly, that we keep creating these experiences for ourselves that don't serve us because we've all been given free will. We've been all given choice. And so that was the first part of my journey of really letting go. And that leads me up to right now. As I began to live in the moment, this present, we are here in a conversation right now. And we've been told this. I mean, my goodness, how many books have we read? (laughs) How many history movies have we watched? And we've been told this in school. The truth of it is the greatest masters who have ever come have delivered this message. And it is 
We have to be present in the moment. We have to live in the moment. That the mm-hmm. now is all there is. And that's what had been shown to me in my near-death experience. I had been told that I would, be, I would play a pivotal role mm-hmm. in helping people to master and understand their point of power in the moment. And that leads us up to right here, right now. The beauty mm-hmm. of this is, is I trusted. And I got right. better and better at developing habits that served me in developing and strengthening trust and faith and allowing within myself. And the better I got at it, stronger that muscle began to be built inside of me where when I look back at all those years of, you know, challenge and adversity Mm -hmm. and struggle and setback, I don't look back at them now and pull their old feelings into the moment. I observe who that woman was. I observe what she overcame, what she learned, what she surrendered. And I stepped into the amazing woman I am today because that's who I truly am. That's what I came for. And Mm -hmm. now I am sharing this with others because we all, are that amazing and that great. What's fascinating about your story, Sherry, is that, and I say this with all due respect, I've gone through certain things that sort of mirrors your story, right? But what we Uh are actually needing to do is that we need to experience what we experience so that we can be an experiential teacher. Absolutely. And that's a big difference. I'm not taking anything away from the academic side of the equation, But this is real Mm -hmm. life, real situation. And I know your book refers to lots of different things that we experience in life. But the beautiful thing about it is that what you have just mentioned and things that I've gone through, we've heard about the University of Life. That's where we graduated from, (laughs) you and I. And so this is the opportunity for us to share those types of experiences that connects with people in real life, real situations. Well, absolutely. And I mean, when we go back to the idea of living in the moment, Mm -hmm. every single one of us has the power to shift our thought and to tear out all the negativity. Every single one of us can start to dismantle those old behaviors and what we call the university of life. You know, and, and here's the thing. I mean, the simplest way to look at that is if we believe something doesn't work, then of course it doesn't work. And that's Mm -hmm. why ultimate thinking is all about try to think positive. We do it. And we Mm -hmm. don't sit back and wait for results. We go after them knowing that as we think in a way that, that is all about getting clear and specific with what we want, what happens is, is we begin to take on a new awareness of allowing and and you know we go after what we want and when we do that it produces better results and i mean then the contrast thinking because it's just a habit that we formed that doesn't serve us but it keeps causing the environmental effects that keep showing up in our now moments and Mm -hmm. so i love to constantly bring the conversation back to the now Because Mm -hmm. now is where our point of power exists 
in every single one of our lives. So true, because what happens is that the decision we make right now has ripple effects, good or bad, it's irrelevant. <laughs> and I always tell people that what we want to do is to make an informed decision. And so that's, right. that's where you and I come in. And guess what? When we talk to someone, we're not them. They're not us because each and every one of us have our own upper and lower limits, our comfort zone. And so that's we right. perform best within that comfort zone. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's the whole idea about life, living in the moment within your comfort zone. And a lot of people I know, they would say, well, you got to step out of your comfort zone. Yes, but for what and how is the most important thing. <laughs> and that's where that small gap, that's when you and I come in because we are teaching them to apply themselves. And actually, it's not coming out of your comfort zone, it's stretching your comfort zone. Well, absolutely, because, I mean, the first step in developing self-esteem and building confidence in all of ourselves around this area is I like to think of it like the metaphor of, you know, the biggest tree in the world. It grows from the seed that we can mm -hmm. hold between two fingers. And so, like I said earlier, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you can't. You're right. And so, you know, self-esteem, for example, is a it is all about how we value ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we start with one baby step, because I love really helping people to understand that this is not hard and that we are the ones that are making it hard. We are the ones that are believing that it's hard. And so I, I say start with little baby pockets of time. And mm -hmm. start identifying and challenging our negative beliefs. And it's when we begin to notice our thoughts about ourselves. So, for example, I'm not clever enough to do that. Or we look for evidence that contradicts the statements that we're clever and that we're smart. And, and so when we begin to observe when we do that mm -hmm. and we begin to build positive relationships, and we avoid those negative things that we say are, are about ourselves. What happens is, is we're looking to build relationships with people and experiences that make us feel good about ourselves. And we avoid the relationships that drag us down. And so I always say when we do have those moments and those experiences or those people show up in our environment, Take a deep breath. Take that mm -hmm. baby pocket of time and breathe. Take a deep breath in, you know, and take a deep breath out and become more aware of, okay, why is this showing up in my life? Well, somewhere inside of us, we believe that about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so what we're giving out, we're pulling back. And this goes back to the idea of vibrations. A lot of people know mm -hmm. that the conversation exists today around vibes and vibrations. Mm -hmm. Well, what is that? What that is, <laughs> is energy. And what right. that is, is what you've given power to in your belief, whether you're conscious or unconscious of it, and you're giving that out into the universe and the universe is filled with what we call 
tiny particles of energy, tiny particles of white light. And so Mm -hmm. if you're giving out these beliefs and these thoughts, whether you're conscious or unconscious of them, you're pulling back as experience a match vibe of yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The energy within us vibrates, right? And it's been proven. And this is where the science comes in. Because there's always a big conflict about spirituality and science. And so where is that gray area, the intersection, right there? Because we all matter and we vibrate. Well, yeah. And I mean, I mean, what's really happening today is so many people are awakening. And they're opening mm-hmm. up to being more open to actually hearing about these kind of things. I mean, one of the things mm-hmm. I love to talk about is the chakras. And the chakras are balls of energy that exist in our whole body, starting from our pubic bone, mm-hmm. moving up through the pubic bone to right below the belly button, right up above the belly button at the heart, um, it, right at our throat area right at the front of our forehead of our head. And these chakras are energy from one area to another that need to flow freely. But what happens when we have certain beliefs about ourselves or we're looking out into the world around security and looking to have our needs met through other people or, you know, the world is pulling at us or whatever it is, it's blocking that energy from flowing freely in each of those areas that I just described. And Mm -hmm. so when that area is being blocked, what happens is, is we can't attract everything that we need, what we believe, you know, meaning what I like to call good and greater good. We can't attract that um, consistently with ease and grace, the way that we are born to the way that we Uh, deserve to live and so as a result of it it constricts and it causes us to experience more of those lower chakra stuff which which is really the the experience of the world and and what we see outwardly rather than what we see inwardly which is more of our heart and our throat Mm -hmm. and our third eye and our chakra energy so i love to help people understand their chakras so they can be more aligned and in tune with what they deserve what they what they what they came here to live so true so very true by the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, MixCloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Sherry Gideons. She is the High Vibe Nation founder and host of High Vibe Thought Leader Radio and Life Show. Sherry has been in the fitness and wellness industry for more than 30 years and have received several top honors as a professional bodybuilder and fitness expert. Her best-selling book, Mastering Ultimate Thinking, Steps for Transforming to a Powerful Life, provides a step-by-step formula to seize our peaceful private moments to enrich and energize ourselves and create the life we're born to live. Sherry and I are having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and insights on bringing out the infinite greatness within you to live an extraordinary life. 
Sherry, why did you decide to write Mastering Ultimate Thinking? Well, like I said, I mean, the thing that seems to be the issue for most people is, Mm -hmm. is that they think life has to be hard. That they think that life, that, that we are all just living life in a way that is happening by default. And what I really wanted to do with the book is I wanted to give simple solutions, simple steps, simple ways that people could connect to planting their own gardening and how when they plant these seeds of their desires, of their dreams, of the things that they're worthy of living, when they plant those seeds, they have the choice to water them. They have the choice to grow them into fruit, into a harvest that, that continually leads them to the next step and the next step of greatness in their life, that, that they don't have to experience challenge and setback. And so that's what the book is about. It's about sharing these simple steps, these simple metaphors for people to follow that in the moment, that they have tools to be able to use in the moment that will help them to build that muscle, as I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know when we, get, when we first start our workout program, what happens? We're, we're not so strong when we start lifting weights, but we know that as we make the commitment and we have the willingness to keep going back, what happens is our body begins to change, our strength begins to develop, our habits begin to grow. And this is how this book is set up, is it gives so many tools and steps for people to use and to be able to create this life by living in the moment, by being in the moment and owning their power. So true. Well, the book is no doubt a page turner. That's what I love about it because it just flows smoothly. And you address so many areas in a person's life and I've always referred life as a buffet line. I may not like certain things, or I may not even been exposed to certain things. And your book really offers every approach and solution to things that you could possibly encounter. And one of the things like we want to talk about, which is kind of a general for everyone, what's the best way for us to conquer fear? Oh, gosh. Well, see, fear, (laughs) I always like to say, fear is false evidence appearing real. And, you know, most of us, we are fear of everything holding us back. We have, we have a fear that we're going to fail. We have a fear at taking risk with anything, a lack of confidence, feeling unworthy, fear of being found out, the inability to take action. And so one of the ways I talk about in the book is an example of a method called pattern interrupt. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when we have a specific fear, and we, the first step is noticing it, because you can't change what you're not aware of. And so in that moment that you catch yourself having a fear, one of the pattern interrupts I even used for myself for many years is imagine your five fingers and put your five fingers out in front of you just like a stop sign. And when you have a fear and you notice it in the moment, take your arm, put your five fingers out, and push it against like you see yourself pushing it against the stop sign and say, stop, 
if you <laughs> notice, what did I do? I put an emphasis on the P at the end of stop. Stop. In NLP, neurolinguistic training, what happens mm-hmm. is, is, is we're creating what we call an anchor. So for myself, a pattern interrupt is putting an emphasis on the, the P. Stop. And it stops me in that moment. And then what I do is I begin to declare what it is I really want. Now, this requires you to get clearer. So in my case, what I do is what is it I really want? What I really want is to be traveling worldwide, being um, being called to and asked to be on radio shows, podcasts, interviews, magazines, helping people to use simple tools and simple solutions to tap in to their, their greatness, their, their ultimate life that they're born to live. What I really want is to be at a gas station, a grocery store, anywhere that allows me to have this conversation that we're having right, right. now. Woo, it feels so good. <laughs> and as I'm getting clearer and more specific, I can feel chills all over my body. And here's the reason why. <laughs> Because that is showing me where I'm connected and I'm aligned to my God, to my spirit, mm-hmm. to my universal energy that is everywhere present in and through all things. And notice saying to me, it's saying, yes, Sherry. Yes, Sherry. Speak it, Sherry. Yes, Sherry. That's who you are, Sherry. Woo! I feel it running through my body. <laughs> the energy is saying, yes, that's who I am. And when I create that simple, itty-bitty, listful step that I just taught you, guess what happens? Mm -hmm. I've shifted that energy in myself. I've raised that vibration in myself. And I'm now putting that out into the universe that I said earlier is what? All energy, tiny particles of white light. And because I'm putting that out, I'm pulling back my match of everything that vibrates at that same frequency. So when we talk about infinite opportunity, infinite channels, infinite hows, Mm -hmm. it's beyond what I could ever rationalize, analyze, or scrutinize because we live in a universe of energy in motion. And as a result Mm -hmm. of it, we're always pulling back these amazing things that we could have never imagined. The how is none of our business. (laughs) The allowing is where we, we need to be in the moment. And when we do right. this little itty bitty thing that I just said to you, guess what happens? <laughs> we get closer and closer and closer to doing what? Pulling those roots, those, those weeds out mm-hmm. of our garden. So true. And what's interesting about it also, when you talk about fears, there are several different degrees of fears and types of fears. I think the greatest challenge that a lot of people have, gender neutral here, fear the need to have validation. And so what happens here, you automatically sort of turn the dial the other way and you're expecting the vibration, the energy to come towards you. In essence, you still maintain your energy going out because what goes out attracts what comes in. Absolutely. And, you know, my very first mentor that showed up in my life in 1997 was Reverend Michael Beckwith from the movie The Secret. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the things that I learned from him, because eventually I ended up becoming a licensed spiritual practitioner with uh, Centers for Spiritual Living and Homes Institute. And so the way that they really address it is, is go back to the 1800s and the time of all the transcendentalists. And, and during, you know, they were called the forward thinkers of today, especially around the idea of energy and spirituality and that um, we create our experience. We create our own reality. And so when, when it comes to sphere, for example, basically that frame of thought during that time was that it was a a piece of what we call the carnal mind mm-hmm. or an appearance, an illusion of the, of the mind that we had given power to, meaning that we had given focus to. And what mm-hmm. we focus on in the moment, and, and I like to kind of describe it like this. If we think a thought for 17 seconds and we're focused on that thought for 17 seconds, what happens is what do we most have the habit to do? Continue to think it for another 17 seconds. And we compile those 17-second thoughts upon each other. And by 68 seconds, what happens? We're (laughs) generally putting that out in such a powerful way, unconsciously for most of us, out into the universe. And what happens? We're pooling back once again our match energy, our match vibration. So when it comes to fear, you know, if, if it's an illusion that we've given power to and owned in ourselves, then we can turn away from the fear. We can turn away from the illusion, and then we can turn towards what? What we really want. But it takes, it takes like I said, baby steps of one, being willing, one, having the desire, and two, one step at a time, one moment right. at a time. And to stop beating ourselves up. Right, right. So true. That brings me to how does self-hypnosis help in treating personal trauma like that? And let's get one thing straight here. Trauma does not mean that we're talking about some major trauma. Yes, it is trauma. But from the concept of, like I was mentioning just now, in terms of the need for validation. Well, Self-hypnosis is one, I mean, you can call it meditation as well, Mm -hmm. but ultimately self-hypnosis is about getting still. It's about getting quiet. Um, It's a way for us to directly communicate to our unconscious mind. I've been talking a lot about how a lot of these things that are happening in our lives, we're not aware of how we're doing it. And, and because it's our habit. Mm -hmm. And so and, and I like to describe it like the part of us that runs the body. And, and when it comes to self-hypnosis, what I did was I made a habit of practicing self-hypnosis or meditation twice a day. Now, let me just say this. There was a time where I would have told you I would never be able to meditate or get quiet because I have such a chatty mind. I'm a thinker. And so I'm like always thinking of these grandiose ideas. But when I went to go get my practitioner's license in the early 2000s, it was a requirement. And so for my first time, once again, I started out with baby steps and I would get very still and quiet. 
Now, here's the thing we all have to realize. When we're too busy to spend time with ourselves during the day, basically what we're saying to ourselves is, is that you're the least important aspect of your existence. And so you want to make you the number one first important person in your life. Now, I've been told throughout my whole life, oh, that's selfish. No, that's what was shown to me when I went to the other side, is we actually come here for ourselves. Now, all the people that have been in our experience or what we could call who have played roles in our movie, in our journey, those people and us chose journey together. We all believed that the good and bad, that we could contribute to each other's existence in order for us to wake up, in order for us to remember who each of us is as a spiritual being. So we ultimately come here for ourselves. And when we can remember that, then guess what? When we begin to take care of ourselves, our cup will run over. Our energetic energy and motion within ourselves will begin to pour, and it will begin to flow over. And so that's when we're able to give to everyone else from a cup that's pouring over. And so when we take the time to relax and get still, it's paramount in successfully entering into a quiet state in order to create change in our lives. And why is that? Because the mind and body are connected. So when we relax the body, the mind naturally follows. And so what we want to do is we want to practice relaxing the muscles in our body. And we want to really go from the top of our head to the tips of our toes. And it's really easy to do. And so once we start to try this technique and we start going through each area of our body and we begin to slowly flex our muscles and you can feel how you do it through each area of your body. And as you first, like let's say, for example, you first recognize your toes. And then you recognize your ankles and then your calves. And then you're finally getting to the top of your head as you've gone through each of these stages of your body and you're in a relaxed state. And it's every time that you do this, what happens is you get into a higher and higher state of relaxation. People always ask me how long. You can do it as little as five minutes. It's developing the habit of taking the time of going simply through every area of your body, maybe 15 seconds through each of those areas. And when you get into that area of your body, what happens is you kind of get into this free fall state. And mm -hmm. Once you do that, you want to test your relaxation and you want to, you want to see, are you, do you feel relaxed? And so what happens when you begin to do this is, is you begin to offer yourself suggestions. You know, but I mean, I always say the single most important thing to remember when doing this kind of 
self-hypnosis in the beginning is to identify your intention, have a clearly defined intention. And when we set this intention, what we're doing is, is we're activating our receptivity and, and we're activating our manifesting abilities. And so um, when we make this intention and we're getting into this relaxed state, we're putting our intentions out with ease and grace. And we're, we're going to become more patient and we're going to get better and better at doing this. And so as we do that, start to make little suggestions. You know, start to tell yourself, I love this life I'm living. I love how all these amazing experiences are showing up in my life with ease and grace. I love to have the right people that support me and who give me this friendship of, of you know, true kindness and non-judgment. You know, whatever your dialogue is, begin to start dialoguing with yourself in a way that causes this feeling of, of joy and, and, if it's five minutes, you, you know, you're only going to have the time to do. Before you get started, just tell yourself, you know what? In five minutes, bring me back. In five minutes, make me more aware of my surroundings. Same thing for 20 minutes. I like to do it for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But what I do is, is I just tell myself, my, just tell my subconscious mind, my unconscious mind, come back in 20 minutes. And we have to realize we are the captains of our ship. But what's mm-hmm. been happening for most of our lives is our bodies have been the captains. And, 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 and our minds have been the servants. It's the other way around. It's supposed to be the other way around. We are supposed to be the captain of our ship. And our body is supposed to be the servant. Now it's time for you to take back your power. And you begin to command and direct the life you were born to live. And that's what self-help hypnosis does. You begin to direct what is called your subconscious and your unconscious mind to create this life out there in what I like to also call the quantum field. Mm -hmm. In the field, the universe of infinite everything beyond what we could ever, like I said earlier, imagine, rationalize, or scrutinize. Get out of the way of the how. Bring yourself back into this time of self-care and relaxation that you deserve and you will see that more that you ever wanted will begin to show up in your now moments. So true. So true. And it's about how you begin reinventing yourself is not shock and awe. It can be on some instances, but majority of the time it's about baby steps like you had mentioned. And that's how you cultivate joy Mm -hmm. and create that bright, energized future that you want because it starts to glow slowly but surely and then expansion takes care of itself automatically. That's exactly right. Yep. Where can someone go to get more information about you and buy your books, attend your wellness programs, and keep up with the latest happenings? 
Yeah, so everyone can go to my website at www.sherrygideons.com. I also have my live and radio show, High Vibe Nation, and that is very much what we've been talking about here. I interview people worldwide that are giving tips and solutions to holding that space and that power for you to remember who you truly are. I like to say it's a love revolution because, honestly, (laughs) that's what it's about. It's about bringing you back to the love within yourself. It's the highest vibration anywhere in the universe. And so you can also find out, you know, who's being on the show and stuff like that on Facebook. And it's at the High Vibe Nation on Facebook. And then you can also find out about everything that I'm up to also in my Facebook community, which is on Facebook and it's called Manifesting to millions because the more that we know how to manifest and how we are manifesting we can create this life that each and every one of us is is fully deserving of living i'm no better than you you're no better than me every single one of us lives in a universe of oneness of no separation and that's what i'm here to do to help each and every one of us realize It's not about how we look on the outside. It's not about what the color of our skin is. It's about coming back to this realization that we are one with this infinite nature of love that's everywhere present in the universe. And when we bring our power together, guess what? We raise and lift the entire collective, whether we know it or not. So true. Very, very true. So what's next for you? Well, that's a good question because I am filled with these amazing gifts of communicating with spirit. And I am always channeling amazing opportunities. And so honestly, Mm -hmm. what's really next for me is, is traveling the world when we can get back out again, traveling the world and really Mm -hmm. creating opportunities to speak and to mm-hmm. share tips and solutions. I mean, I love doing TV. I love doing magazines. Anything that allows me to get this message out uh, that I'm sharing with all of you today, that it doesn't have to be hard, that we can break down the walls of that belief that it has to be hard, and, and that it really is simple, that it starts with living in the now. It starts with realizing that the past are only our memories, The future is just using our imagination, and right here and right now is where our point of power or our point of attraction exists. Now, let's use it in the moment, my friends, because you all (laughs) deserve to live this life. That's fantastic. One of the things that I like about your book is the fact that you can digest it in small nuggets. And mm-hmm. it's not something that, you know, oh, my God, I've got to spend at least 20 minutes reading this section or that section. No, it's not. It's beautifully designed to whereby you can browse through and pick out the things that are most urgent and important for you and go to that section or that chapter in this case and immerse yourself in it and then stay there for however long that you need to so that you get what you get before you move on. 
Yeah, well, that's why I set the book up the way that I did, because I want people to be able to grasp it in easy segments. And, and that's why I keep bringing us back to the moment and, and really understanding that this is truly where our happiness, our joy, our enthusiasm and love exists. And so even like, you know, the state of being, when you can be in the moment from that place that you truly desire, from that place as if it's already so, what happens is is you have a power that is within you to harness everything that you ever wanted. And so it comes back to the moment again. Be Mm -hmm. from what you truly (laughs) desire. How would that look? How would that feel? And then you will create more of this force of what you really want. So true. As we close this hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Absolutely. Well, it starts with our attitudes control our lives. And our attitudes are a secret power that are working 24 hours a day for good or for bad. It's you that has the choice. It's you that has a power. And it's paramount that we know how to harness and control this great power. And so I'm turning this back over to each and every one of you. Start today with those simple steps because you have the power. You are that amazing. So true. Sherry, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me. I'm from My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in three weeks, Tuesday morning, June 22nd. My guest will be Amy Newmark, the publisher and editor-in-chief for Chicken Soup for the Soul. Amy and I will be having a conversation about their latest release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Navigating Elder Care and Dementia, 101 Stories for Family Caregivers. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Sherry, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a very blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.